Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Phillies Backstage. I'm Tom Burgoyne, joined by John Brazier. John, we're still down here in Clearwater. Is this our last podcast? In the uh, last podcast in Clearwater, obviously, okay. and then we go up north. Uh, but I remember during the – I was down at Fantasy Camp, and I guess I got my interview with J.C. Romero, right? Yes. And you, uh, two weeks prior, were in Jamaica. Jamaica. And uh, mm-hmm. we did a short little interview. You did a short little interview with our guest. I felt like a real reporter. Did I look like a too dark? I was like, you know, mm-hmm. I was doing the old microphone. Well, you know, I was working Yeah, you made me working nervous. It. You look like you'd done this a while. And the voice you're hearing right there is Derek Hall, who, again, Tom did a short little interview. Yes. But we said we need a more long-form interview Not with Derek. Not too long. It's game day, and right. my man's got a job to do. He does? <laughs> and you have a job, too. That's true. I got to wake the fanatic up. And I've got a job. My job today is, I don't know, do you like the Dave Matthews Band? Oh, yeah, a little bit. So the Dave Matthews Band, the saxophonist. I went and saw him last night on the grounds of Raymond James. Yeah. A bunch of bands played there, uh, and I went there after the game. The saxophonist is doing the national anthem. Oh, really? Yeah, from oh, the Dave man, Matthews that's Band. Awesome. So that's my job, is taking them around. People performing the national anthems this spring. It's been been cool to watch. Like um, When we were in Atlanta, we had a, a guitar, young guitarist, like an electric guitar I did it. It was immaculate. I heard about that guy. Yeah, phenomenal, right? Super, yeah, awesome. Well, who was the sa- we had a sax player last week? I don't know where the, I don't know anthem. where he was from. He was good. Yeah, we've had Jeff's perform the national anthem at the at Citizen Bank Park. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's really cool when you can have like various artists. So we had the lead singer Cheap Trick came down here one year and sang the national anthem. We've had Art Garfunkel, you know, yeah. way back when. Um, I tell you, Boys to Men to this day is probably the the best national anthem. Uh, I've ever heard. It was at Citizen Bank Park kind of early on. It might have been the first year or two of Citizen Bank Park. Great rendition. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. Are you are you a big music guy? Yeah. Yeah, I enjoy music. Um, I l- obviously like Spotify. But I like, I really like everything. I mean, I'll listen to country, rock, um, hip-hop, house. You know, and I use music in different ways. You know, like I like use mus- music to unwind. Yep. Fire up. Lock in. You know, it's like I kind of have a routine like before the game too. <laughs> to fire you up for a game, what what will you put on? So believe it or not, I don't I, I'm more of the locked in. Okay. Like I like to get in the locked in space. Yep. Um the game will fire me up. Does that make sense? Yes. Like what happens in the game, big hits, right? Whether it's me or somebody else or something in the game, that to me brings out my adrenaline. 
but I have to center and focus before the game. That's who I am. Like, and like, for example, Marsh is completely different. He is, he's firing up. He's Dad. putting fuel to the fire. He's charging up for the game. Mm-hmm. That's his energy. And that's what, you know, gets him to play well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, each per- individual has, you know, either learned it or yeah. is wired that way, you know, and for me, when I can stay centered, kind of go mind, body, soul locked in, mm-hmm. then I go to the game and I feel like I'm at least starting where I'm at my best to make decisions. Well, do you have a walk-up song now? Yeah. Last year was Pimp Juice by Nelly. <laughs> what? Yeah. It was a good one. Yeah. I th- <laughs> Never have we had a, no. someone no. talk about their walk-up song. Where I got to worry about, do I have to edit that yeah, in the podcast? Yeah, yeah. Which we don't. We're fine. No, no, no. That's it's Nelly. Funny. That's it's not, uh, that's know, not Bruce Springsteen, is it? That's uh, <laughs> well, singing Pimp Juice. That just reminds me of, <laughs> so Tom did the music at the vet, right? Uh, was the DJ. basically? The, and back then it was before you guys did walk-up music, right? So we would mm-hmm. basically play, he would play whatever music he wanted to. I took over uh, after Tom had finished. Uh, and I did it for a couple of years. Did it for the All Star Game, which was a lot of fun. So you're basically the DJ, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And I, and yeah. I would literally play songs that I job. like, and you would play songs you yeah. like. Yeah. So Wayne Gomes was our closer one time, right? And Wayne Gomes said, "Hey John, this is how long ago it is." He said, "Gives me a cassette tape." He says, "Can you play this when I come in from the bullpen?" I said, "No problem, Wayne." Well, thank God I listened to it before I before he came out of the bullpen. I, oh boy. I, th- if I had trusted him, I, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't be sitting here talking to you oh, yeah. because, like, on the song was like yeah. Yeah. I, every word I can't. You know, just, not the words you can't. Third use. version of Nelly's I, song, I'm sure, is a clean version. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty clean song. I uh, what I like uh, out of a walk up song is something like rhythmic, you know, but it's like maybe a little little taste of you, you know, something. That you know, I I like to get relaxed and have a song that I think I enjoy and people enjoy. Yeah, there's songs like an individual might enjoy, right? But people just right. get tired of. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like you don't want that either. You no, know what I mean, you no. Well, uh, uh, Derek, one thing I wanted to ask you was um, about the World Baseball Classic. It's been really cool here, uh, you know, going through the clubhouse and seeing, you know, if a game is on, how guys are, you know, locked in. You guys are keeping track. Have you been watching the games? And what you think of last night and the last couple nights, you know, with the USA uh, yeah, and you know, last, our players playing so well? Oh, man, they've been, they've been playing great. And, you know, I, I, I think this is going to be good for us because they're going to come from that environment where it's win now championship baseball right as soon as the season's going to start. So they're already having that. They're in that environment. And I, obviously they're influential in our club. So I think that's going to resonate with us too. Yeah. And just watching it too, you know, it, it's uh, anytime you, 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 you know, world baseball classics on your rooting for your country, it, you know, the patriotism comes out, but also like just watching how the guys react when they do things. Yeah. And well, in the clubhouse, obviously we have players representing different countries. Has there been a little bit of a uh, fun back and forth, uh, you know, guys rooting for their team and, you know, you're rooting for another team or. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, obviously that that's there. There hasn't been, at least what I've Mm -hmm. seen, hasn't been a lot of talk, but I remember when I was in the minor leagues and it was the USA versus the Dominican the last time they won the championship. Oh my gosh. There were some, there was some, you know, talking going on after that. Do we have a lot of DR guys on, was it Redding or was it Lehigh Valley? It was uh, in uh, spring training. Oh, it's spring training. uh, The whole collective. Oh yeah. Remember we had, we had, uh, I think it was Puerto Rico versus, uh, versus Dominican Republic. We had a game here. Yes. At, uh, Bay Care Ballpark, yep. and it was awesome because there was k- bongos and yeah, yeah. drums and the cheering and just a lot of – everyone were, had crazy outfits. It was awesome. Yeah, it's a, kind of a taste of, like, what winter ball is like but in the U.S. because winter ball is similar to that, at least uh, when I played in Mexico. And the teams that are rolling, that's the environment you're playing in. It's loud. It's, it's um, 
very fun. It's like festive, you know, like you're, you're hearing different music and people are fired up in a different way. And that's what you see in the classic too. Well, it must be fun too because you're seeing Garrett Stubbs, who played for Team Israel, mm. and he's playing third base, right? Yeah, yeah. And he had a huge hit. Yep. Right. Then you're going over to seeing Alvarado coming out of the bullpen. He uh, almost faced tr- Turner the other night. Well, and, uh, I think a lot of people say second guess should would have. say he, he should have. Yeah. Right. Because uh, obviously it backfired a little bit. But then to see, you know, your guy, your teammates that you had in your clubhouse three weeks ago, who are now having great success, whether it's JT Schwarber or, you know, now Trey Turner, obviously having great. That's it's got to be fun. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it's it's fun. We all we're pulling for all of our guys. You know, obviously, I want the USA to win just because I'm from the USA, and but uh, you know, it's just fun to collectively watch the group compete. Because man, I, I really do think we got some dynamic players that really do well in that environment. We saw it in the World Series and the playoffs and they're doing it right now at a really early time which is awesome let's talk about last year so last year you get called up uh, in the middle of the summer and you know Bryce goes down you get called up uh your first game I think you went over four but then your next two hits were next three hits were home runs yeah right you went two home runs the next game yeah so what was it like when you got called up and you're coming into the big league clubhouse what was that? I mean, what was going through your head? Were you nervous? What did you know people? I mean, you obviously knew guys yeah. were on the team, so there's a certain yeah. comfort level. Yeah, it was it was somewhat comfortable because you know I I will say there's the level of um, like when you're when you aren't viewed as a piece immediately with the team. You know, I'm not saying there's a disconnect there, but you don't ever get as close with the guys because they kind of hang out with the guys they know, right? And it's not a bad thing; it's just human nature, right? Um, and event, everybody gets along, but I, you know, and event, I, I knew him. So when I came up, I was obviously nervous, right? You know, uh, for one thing, I had like four hours of sleep because like trying to get the calls out of the way, pack, you know, the fact that you're going to the big leagues, things Probably like that. Ticket so requests, I, I right? was like, okay, yeah, tickets, you know, in my head, I was like, okay, like first and foremost, like I got to lock it in like we talked about, you know, and then like the big thing was is putting the phone down. Is like that day is a tremendous day, and people people find out, you know, they're calling you, texting you, you know, and I, I just put the phone down. I tried to treat it like it was a, like that wasn't going on, you know, and then right away I just remember walking in the clubhouse and get a warm welcome from the guys, and like I'm locker mates with with Reese and Stott, and just getting comfort from them and Schwarbs, and you know, we like it's a testament to like the guys and the coaching staff because it's just like. You know, when you get called up, you don't know what to expect, but they put me right in the forehole. But, you know, and to me it was like there's some familiarity there. They trust me. Respect, right? Respect, right? And and basically when I went into Topper's office, that's exactly what I felt, you know? And it was just like, hey, go play. Do your thing. You've been doing good. Just keep – don't change anything. Keep doing what you're doing. And the good thing was is the routine uh, that I'd built in, in uh, 22 – was I just I, I got pretty good at staying the course where in the past it, I was jumping jumping around mm-hmm. I would change too much and every day in 22 I just tried to stay the same same flow and basically that really translated well in the big leagues because it was like different field different group of players same routine and there was some level of comfort there and and how about getting that that first home run out of the way again in the second your second major league game yeah. And you have another one. But what was that first home run like? Yeah, it's funny. Like, when it finally happened, it was a pitch I'd been hitting really well all year. And when I saw it, it just lit up and, and swung and hit it. And, like, I just remember, like, I I think I only remembered hitting home plate. Right? It was like I felt <laughs> yeah, like I was, on, like, on floating, floating around. Floating, right. Right. <laughs> right. You know? But, uh, 
you know, I've, I've mentioned this before, but like it takes a lot of people for you to get to the big leagues, you know, from family, the coaches, minor league, right? College, high school. And that's kind of what I felt, especially maybe not during the game. Cause obviously I'm focused on the game, but after the game, like everybody that put time into you volunteer, like, especially when you're young, even volunteer people that maybe they don't teach you the most, but they keep your love of the game up. It only takes one bad coach at the wrong time to ruin somebody, you know, and the fact that that didn't happen to me, you know, is a testament to the people that were there and including the Meyer Leagues uh, college all the way. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, and, you know, I know you have baseball in the family and, uh, you know, how important was your grandfather who played, but also not just show you baseball, but to show you uh, life, right? Yeah, and, so my, uh, and your uncle too, yeah, right? Yeah, my, my grandfather is like my biggest father figure in my life. Yeah. Um, and my uncles, his sons were studs too. Like when I was growing up, uh, you know, they were in high school and they were scouts for coming to the house. Yeah. Right. Like Shane was older. He was on the cusp of getting drafted out of high school. Uh, Lad was actually better than Shane, had better stuff, but he was younger. And I, I got to go see, see them go through this pro ball process and we're very good, and I, you know, and I, when I was young, that's all I wanted to do, you know, and I remember just, like, growing up in the baseball family, I played King Griffey Junior Slugfest on the <laughs> Nintendo, playing Little League, I'd go to high school games, junior college games when they were playing junior college games, and um, so there was a lot of, like, the baseball camaraderie there. Other sports, too, or just? I Baseball always took the cake. I kind of played other sports just to, like, see what it's like, you know, like, I enjoyed playing basketball. When I was young, um, I like throwing the discus, um, and the shot put, I wasn't as good. I wasn't strong enough, but I could really fling the discus for some mm. reason, even when I was mm. undersized. Um, and one year I did cross country to get out of class and I regretted <laughs> that. Man, <you> know, <laughs> Too much a, running. That's oh, not a fun sport. Man, no, <laughs> I, I hurt every day and I think I s- struggled to stay awake in class. You know? <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I don't. What I, so I was a lacrosse player, and I remember in high school, um, we used to uh, run. There was a track. There was like a basically a path, and there was a huge open field, but it was a wooded path that went around. Yeah. But there was a huge open field. So my strategy was because we had to run a couple miles, you know, a bunch of miles. My strategy was get in front because our coach was young, and he would he'd stay up with the front guys, but then he'd go back with all the laggers. We'd wait till he goes back to all the laggers, and then literally we it would be like you're sprinting across the open field, and you know it's almost like you're like you're being exposed, but you, <laughs> but you can cut off half that time. Right? He cheated, Derek. He was probably, John was a big probably why I was never a professional. <laughs> Always cutting corners. Yeah, can't Derek take, never can't cut take, corners. I know John. that's why that's the, the lesson to kids out there: don't cut corners. Be Derek Hall. Don't be John Bridge. Well, I always joke. My my wife is big on taking long walks, and you know we'll walk, and and then okay, it's time to turn around. It's like yeah, and it's time to call the Uber. You know, I'm not sure what we got to walk all the way back now. Yeah. You kidding me? They make treadmills for that. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Uh, and Derek, we talked in Jamaica. My favorite part, John, of Derek's uh, big game two of his life with the two home runs was uh, Ashley running down on the field. And I'm not sure. I guess you didn't have any part 
in that, did you, John? I know, uh, I don't know if it was Bonnie Clark or somebody uh, made sure that Ashley was able to come down onto the field to, you it was know. It probably Bonnie, uh, yeah. Yeah, and it was just so great. I just remember as a fan and just thinking, oh, man, you know, this is just the coolest thing, right? Yeah, and, and she'd been with me along the way, you know, like. we yeah, did, high school sweethearts, yeah, right? We, we dated in high school. So, I mean, she saw she saw me playing then, you know, pro ball, and, and like, she was, with, she was <laughs> we weren't, uh, uh, living together in 21 but she, that was my toughest year right and she's seen that she's seen 22 where it was like the progression and then obviously the big league so it's like she's been with me and and she rides that roller coaster emotionally too right it's like because she's she's pulling for you you know right. like i would say there's two of the biggest three three of the biggest supporters i got right my pop my mom and my wife because yeah. there's no strings attached and they just are pulling for you out of pureness right and Obviously, I would say my family in general is the same way, but I would say, like, my pop being my coach, obviously the person who put me in this world and the person I'm going to be with the rest of my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Awesome. And, and family is all right there, but, you know, and, and so it's it's just what's cool is just how pure that is. Uh, again, oh, I was going to say, and, uh, you know, being down here in Florida, and I know you guys love to fish too. Have you gotten a chance to fish down here? Yeah, so I've been – Abad brought his boat down. Okay. And so uh, a couple of off days, me and Aramis Garcia have gone down to uh, Walsingham and Seminole Lake. Okay. So I fished with Abad, um, Tyler Henson out at Seminole, and then me and Aramis went to Walsingham. Had you ever fished down here before? Or, uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, the only thing that's not great this year is I don't know. We don't have a like a boat, a bay boat for the bay because I enjoy like I bass fish all in the off season like in Arizona. Yeah. That's what I do. But I usually like coming down, catching the reds and the snook and stuff. Okay. Um, but this year we've just been sticking to the freshwater, and it's been good. Like the fishing's been solid. What are you catching? Mm, largemouth. Okay. Yeah, I like largemouth bass. Just catch and release. Oh yeah, always. Okay. Yeah, right. we right. we had a good day the other day. We caught like twenty eight, and it was all on like wow. top, top water frogs. Is that right? Yeah, it was like right before that we had like a little micro storm, right? And it, like the wind mm. kind of got up, and it was like right before the huh. this cold front that's been here for two weeks was there. So those fish were fired up and. Is that, does fish. Ashley go on those trips with you? She does when she has okay. time. Like, you know, she works, yep. but uh, yep. she does love the fish, and she's actually pretty good at it. You know, I've taught her some simple tricks, and it seems like she's just good mm. at, like, picking them off here and there, you know? <laughs> Have you ever been to Memphis? Um, and I'd say, and I'll through, explain why. I've been through Memphis. All right, because Tom's about to go to Memphis. Yeah. I was there in November. I went to actually down to see Old Miss play Alabama in football, okay. which was awesome college football weekend. Uh, but they have one of the biggest – uh, pro bass shops it's like a giant it used oh, to be a concert places. venue oh my and now it's like a pyramid a, a giant Jeez. pyramid and you take an elevator all to the top and it's you know those it, places are yeah. awesome they really are yes. really yeah. cool you don't have to be into fishing and, and you're yeah, or hunting and you love yeah, it and so the food is great in there too like they have some of the best snacks like you go in there the candies yeah. they make and like the little like sometimes i have a little restaurant in there too it's always solid yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, I always I love going to Bass Pro. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let, let's – Tom and I don't – we know nothing about baseball, but we're going to try to get a little X and O's because I was – you when, keep saying – we know nothing I'm about kidding. baseball. I'm being very self-deprecating. <laughs> okay, that's – okay. Right. Very self-deprecating. I've been 30 years, 35 years, whatever. <laughs> All right. So I, your interview this week, you did uh, one with the radio station, and I found it fascinating. I was, I was really uh, honing in on what you were saying, and you were talking about your approach that you uh, that you're working with Kevin Long – and you were talking about just st staying within yourself and really being kind of accountable and, and 
you know, and I guess a lot of it's, it's, it's staying away from pitches in the out, outside the strike zone, right? Yeah. But talk about your philosophy that you just learned or that, that, you're, that you've been developing over the last couple of years. Yeah, so um, one thing I can say, and I don't know if it was from the drive of trying to make it to the big leagues and force of will, right? Because we all have it. To get to this point, you have to have force of will, which is uh, your drive, right, to go every day and do this and want to want to do it and then the will like the will to get to the big leagues right what was great about last year is that that one monkey hopped off my back it was like we got to the big leagues right because my biggest fear and anybody's biggest fear especially is not being a prospect no clear path to the big leagues is being a career minor leaguer because you put in the time especially if you're successful in the minor leagues and you don't get a shot it, it 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 does crush you as an individual somewhat you know and we can go into that later but getting getting to the big leagues gave me a lot of confidence like as a hitter because it's like man I I not only did I get there I I've been able to do it right and so I've learned obviously and we play an imperfect game with imperfect science but when you have confidence right at the plate you do see the ball for what it is but when you have a little bit of anxiety or too much like I'm gonna will it it seems like you don't see it for what it is right like the ball you might swing at balls more or you're trying to do too much right where we all know when that ball, when, when there's a good ball to hit, it lights up for you, right, and you're ready for it, and you hit it. And um, that's, that, you know, that's been happening for me more, where it's like I don't feel like I've got to do as much right. either in my mind or with my body. I'm you're just letting kinda, it come to you. Yeah, like I, I'm just trying to prepare, like anticipate the ball is going to be quick, have an idea where I want it, but, like, let the ball do the talking. Like, I want, you know what I mean? And sometimes the ball fool you. And sometimes it gets by you. But, like, what I've learned is that flow, like, is what really good hitters have. That's why really good hitters look like they're not fooled. Or even if they do get fooled, they, they reset really quick because they're flowing with it. They're not they're not mentally pressing, forcing it. Right. And, you know, forcing it can look like pressing and forcing are slightly different. Pressing's like you'll see it every single pitch. Forcing could be – it could happen one pitch and change the whole outcome. Right? You could, like, be flowing for two, force one – Right, and then like that can bring out something too, like maybe uh, not the, the outcome that you want or should have gotten, but like it's kind of I think maybe a maturity thing. Maybe it's just like I've done it so many times in so many years now, where it's like I understand what a cutter is, what a slider is, how to time those a fastball, you know. And it's just trying to maybe it's me starting to take the next step of like we're beyond worrying about the swing and all this. We're just mm. now trying to make. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good swings on good balls. And Derek, do you feel, uh, you know, a lot of information is coming to you now with, you know, analytics and just all the information at your disposal. Do you feel like you're more of a sea ball, hit ball kind of guy, or uh, do you know how to use that information? Yeah, it definitely is useful, right? So what I do, uh, not so much in spring training, but I always look at the sheet, and I believe that, if let's just say a pitcher throws 95 and his slowest pitch is 85, that 10 mile an hour mark, that means if I, so if I look for a fastball in the zone, 
I can hit a hanger within 10 miles an hour if it's in the zone, right? Obviously, the little bit higher the better because the higher the ball is, uh, you don't have to wait as long for it, right? When the ball is down, it looks slower and you got to move. So to me, I've understood it's like, okay, I'm ready for 95, but if he, I'm going to try and recognize a hanger and let it hit my bat. Let it, don't, don't try to do anything with it. Just know that that spacing is fine. Like if I hit the fastball here, I have some distance out front to still square that ball up. Mm. Now, like say I read on the sheet that a guy, uh, like uh, I think it was Rich Hill the other day, throws 88 and he throws 71 mile an hour curveball. You can't hit that all in one timing. You've got to be smart, right, to like selective on which speed you think he's going to come at you with. So just the information allows for you to have an educated plan on but that comes from a personal level too cuz everybody's different. Right. Right like to me I think if every, if every single pitch is hard I can get on one timing and the only thing that you're battling is being on time and swinging at the right pitch cuz it's coming quick. Right. Then you're battling something completely different when a guy throws 88 with like 70 mile an hour breaking ball. You know, you're like, "Okay, well everything's up and everything looks like a strike, but one's super slow. You miss it by feet and then the fastball zips on you because you just saw something at 70, you know. Mm-hmm. Our, so, jo- yeah. our job is much easier. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I'm <laughs> glad we don't have to be uh, in there facing yeah. that. So, yeah, you know. You know what? There's some freedom in that, though, and that's the thing I'm learning. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. It, I think in the past it's given me a lot of anxiety, but, you know, we're, we play an imperfect game. So, if mm. you try to be perfect yeah. all the time, it does stress you out. But just know, like, there is some room for error on both sides of the ball. Yeah. They get away with balls down the middle, and – you know, sometimes we chase a bad pitch, but, like, they're grinding as hard as we are. So, it's like our job is just try to put a good swing on it and let our skills take over, you know. Well, right, before we get to the quiz, we got to talk about, just real quick, how, how exciting was that? I mean, obviously, you guys get into the playoffs. Uh, you, you beat the Cardinals where, you know, it looked like we were down that first game. Then we make that great comeback. And then you're on to the Braves. And that talk about that first home game, the crowd, the energy throughout the whole playoffs in Philadelphia. Oh yeah, and there's definitely beef with the Braves. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I think I don't I think they were I think they thought they were gonna roll in there and just park us. You know, and I I, I think the environment that the fans created played such an advantage for us because they were not comfortable. Because the Braves play like a a relaxed style of baseball, like they try to get in their own zone and the fans did not let that happen. Mm. They were they sped those guys up. You could tell, like, the anxiety. I remember when Strider was out there. He didn't look like himself. You know, like, some of their best hitters didn't look like themselves, and that was just because of the passion yep. of the city and the fans. Right? I'm telling you, when Reese hit that, I, I don't know how loud it was in the dugout. I'm sure it was very loud. But in the stands, again, being in, being with the Phillies for a long time, <coughs> I have never heard a ballpark that loud when Reese hit that home run. I mean, it was shaking. Right? Yeah. I'm sure you felt the same thing in the dugout. I think I had hearing damage by after the month. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. my ears rung. Right. Yeah. Sure. yeah. It was freaking awesome. I could see that happening. And then the Bryce, Har- so the cool. Bryce Harper's home run, uh, I was with my 15-year-old daughter, and we were jumping up and down. Like I, I felt like I was a 10-year-old kid. We're jumping up and down, <laughs> jumping up. And it's a moment that I think people throughout the Delaware Valley, I'm sure there's a lot of fathers, sons, husband, wives, whatever, you know, any that, that just bonded through that whole playoff run that – and people are so excited this year, and I'm sure. And that's the beauty of sports, right? It's like when you do it right, it bonds people together, like cities, yep. like people of all beliefs, whatever. It's like it, that goes out the door, and it's about watching your people win games. Yep. Yeah. And that's the beauty of sports, right? And it's like it's been like that from the dawn of time in the Coliseum 
Yep. Yeah. You exactly know, right. To whatever arena it's uh-huh. been, you know, and uh, wasn't you know, good for the guy facing the lion, but it was uh, <laughs> good for all the fans. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. It brought the people together. Yes. <laughs> All right, John, I see you got the quiz out. We got to uh, get Derek back in the uh, clubhouse. Yep. So uh, let's All right. rock the Derek Hall Derek, quiz. We have an eight-question quiz, multiple choice. It's okay. about your life, so you should have an inside track, obviously. All right. Uh, we love to do this all the time. Tom, what does he win? <laughs> what does he win? There's hot dogs and hamburgers right around the corner. You yeah. got a free hot dog or a hamburger. Yeah, it's not coming like, from you, though. I'll <laughs> oh, wow. tell you what. I've been waiting for the fanatic to shoot a hot dog at me for like five years. All like, right. How about that one? A, a I think direct the fanatic almost hit uh, Griff McGarry uh, the, the other day. I think uh, just missed nope. him, I think. Don't hit a UVA guy. That's my guy, right? Uh, <laughs> Um, all right, sounds good. So you have to get six, six out, of eight, out of eight, right? And, and what? So he, I think then he gets the fanatic has a direction, you know, point. The fanatic, his, his dream is to get a hot dog from the fanatic. Fair enough. I'll talk to the launch. I'll talk to the fanatic. Shoot one, and I can hit. It. That'd be, that'd be something. Oh, I like that. All right, we set that up, and we'll film it. We'll film <laughs> yeah, it. Back. That's it's a commercial, right yes, there. Yes, we'll film that. All right, all right there you go. That might be something. All right. Well, then we're My all rooting. Strikes with hot dogs. We all we are all rooting for you right now. Thanks for the visit, let's get down to business. Now here's your chance to show how much you really know. He might get grumpy if he can't stop you with Brazier's Quiz. All right, you went to Buena High School in Sierra Vista, Arizona. Which of these celebs did not go to that high school? Okay, I'm going to mention three guys, three people that were celebrities. It's a loose term, right? And one person was not, or uh, is a celebrity but did not go to the high school. Okay, you got the concept? Okay, A, Don Fry, wrestler, professional, martial, uh, mixed martial artist. Tommy Lasorda, former Dodgers manager. Donnie Veal, former Major League Baseball player. Uh, Lawrence Gibson, former offensive tackle in the NFL. Tommy Lasorda. Tommy Lasorda, because he's from go. Norristown. He's from Norristown, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yes. All right, you attended uh, Cochise? Is that, that's Cochise. Cochise. I knew I was going to. Yeah, Cochise. I've got to say something that's. Brent's going to bust on me. <laughs> All right, you went to Cochise? Yep, Cochise To Cochise College. College in Arizona. Which celebrity did not go to Cochise College? Uh, magician David Blaine, Kevin Kuzminoff, uh, David Lundquist, assistant pitching coach for the Phillies, Chad Curtis, former Major League Baseball player. A. David Blaine. David Blaine. All right. <laughs> didn't even go to <laughs> two for two. grade school. I think that guy's been doing magic on the street for, since he was six. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> we don't <laughs> have very many magicians out there. I tell you, that. <laughs> you couldn't major at, uh, in, in magic at no. Cochise? Well, he at went. Cochise, you fly planes or hit baseballs, and that's about <laughs> it. Well, <laughs> David Blaine did go to Mexico, and he said, uh, he said, um, uh, he said, uno dos, and then he disappeared without a trace. So. Oh, but we should just end That's this my podcast bad now. <laughs> All right, you also attended Dallas uh, Baptist University. Which celebrities did not go to Dallas Baptist? Uh, ben Zobrist, Len Lancaster, Ryan Goins, Matt Strom. Matt Strom. Matt Strom knows his, yeah, he's knows three his for three. teammate. Dark's on Look a roll. Look at that. All right, in the summer of 2014, you played for the Keene Swamp Bats in Keene, New Hampshire, right? Mm-hmm. Which one of these guys is not a teammate? Okay, did you... Remember your teammates back then? Uh, yeah. All Swamp right. Bats. So here we got we got Roe Coleman, Matt Blandino, Michael Roach, and Zach Loricella. So it's Roe Coleman, Matt Blandino, Michael Roach, Zach Loricella. Michael Roach. Michael Roach, who works with with uh, <laughs> traveling Jay, with Jameson Hall. Yeah, that's what I thought. I heard that, <laughs> right. that was like that. Did I hear that, that right? Sound right. Yeah, <laughs> you're on a roll. Four for four. Four All for right. four. And in 2016, your first team was the Williamsport Crosscutters, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, who was not a teammate? Okay. Bailey Falter, uh, Sir Anthony Dominguez, Ranger Suarez, Scott Kingery. 
Scott Kingery. Scott Kingery, because yeah. he was in Double A. Mm-hmm. He yeah. was at the yeah. Reading Phillies. All right. Yep. He's on a roll, Tom. He's five for five. That hot dog is one answer away from <laughs> swatting a hot dog, from yeah. getting hammered, and it is going to get hammered. It is. Uh, okay, in your second, uh, in your second home run, or second game, we talked about this. You hit two home runs against the Braves, right? Mm-hmm. Who did you hit? The, I always curious about this. Whether the, whether the guys know, like he'll know. I know. Who did you hit the second home run off of? Do you even need a multiple choice? You can, I'll give you Mike the multiple. Ford. Mike Ford, right. Because yeah. I was going to say Jackson Stevens, Darren O'Day, <laughs> Jesus Cruz, or Mike Ford. There it is. He is, he is going to be swatting hot yeah, dogs yeah. at Citizens Bank Park. <laughs> All right, this is just an extra bonus. You can go eight for eight if you All want because right, there's yeah, only like one or two that have been in that strategy. Only a handful. All right, uh, you went on a Phillies vacation, right, in Montego Bay, Jamaica. What are the three colors that make up the Jamaican flag? All right, is it black, orange, and yellow, red, blue, and yellow, black, green, and gold, Purple, green, and orange. C. C is correct. Black, green, and gold. Tom, would you have gotten that? Yes. Because your cultural literacy is not perfect. <laughs> it's not perfect, <laughs> but, you know, Derek and I were hanging in Jamaica, and I remember All the right. flag. Seven for seven. Now, this is the last one. Okay. Which of these is a false statement about Tom Burgoyne? Okay, three are true. Hmm. One is false. All right. Okay, which is a false statement. What's this going to be about Derek's life? <laughs> not my life. Well, he knew you. He You're bonded with you. You're going to dinner with him tonight, right? Go ahead. Okay. A, he once ran with the Bulls in Pamplona, Spain. B, his favorite musician is Jackson Brown. C, he's never lived more than 90 miles from Philadelphia. D, he was his high school mascot. So what is not true? Again, he ran with the Bulls in Pamplona. His favorite musician is Jackson Brown. He's never lived more than 90 miles from Philadelphia, and he was his high school mascot. I'm going B. He's oh like, no! No, Jackson Brown. Jackson is, like, is my man. He's, he's actually. I never ran with the Bulls though. <laughs> I never Dang ran it. with the Bulls. Ah, oh, Jack. He's a, I gave you that aggressive one. I was like, he had to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stupid enough. That's true to run with the Bulls. Would the fanatic ever run with the Bulls? That would be great. He'd ride one of those Bulls. Uh-huh. That's right. <laughs> All right, is that it, Johnny? We yep. gotta get Derek back. Derek, thanks for joining us. Yeah. And thanks uh, for having me. Yep. We're going to see you uh, this year. Uh, can't wait to you know get this thing started. Oh, yeah. Really All appreciate right. it, Derek. Yeah, Thanks no again, problem. Derek. Thank and you. we'll be back right after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back. Philly's backstage. Do we love Derek Hall or what, John? What a nice guy. I know you spent time with him in Jamaica, yeah. right? Uh, I met him last year, briefly. Uh, and everything... You, he lived up to the billing that you yeah, created. Yeah, yeah. Right he's there. great, he's, and and you know he he gets a hit, and he just always has a smile on his face. It always it just seems like he's enjoying himself up here. And listen, there's some pressure because of course we didn't really bring it up, you know, because I don't want to spook him. Because um, man, it's been such a great competition for this these last couple spots on the bench. Right, and we're filming this uh, with a week and a half left in spring training. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So everything's you know. Not sure when you're going to hear this, but yeah. right, we, he's in a battle right now. And I tell you what, though, when he when Bryce went down, yeah. uh, we needed the power that he brought. Yeah. Uh, he was a valuable, very valuable contributor. And so far in spring training, just yeah, he's, he's lighting it up, and he's hitting lefties too. Yeah, 
Um, they had that kind of power, though, too, John. I mean, I know um, the Philly, you know, Dombrowski and Topper, you know, they value the, um, you know, flexibility. Uh, you know, some of these other players can give you, and they can play the outfield, they can play the infield. But, ah, man, there's no substitution for having a guy on the bench who can just come up and right. pop one at any time. Put the fear, yes, in yeah. the pitchers. So, uh, and he's hitting better, too. You know, he's going off fields. He's been working with uh, Long. And, um, you I know, think I, Kevin Long's a genius, right? Yeah, my I mean, he's, he's helped recruit guys, yeah, yeah. right? And I'm sure Schwarber and Harper and other yeah. guys came here. Trey Turner. Right, Trey Turner. I so, think it's one of the big yep. reasons he came here. Yep. So, um, all right. So let me ask you a question. The Fanatic, what is the Fanatic that we haven't talked in a while? Wow. How's the Fanatic spring training been? <laughs> he's having a great time. He's trying to still figure out. The, I think the last time we talked, the wind has been an issue with the hot dog launcher. But he's starting to figure it out. Um, he had to uh, reprimand a couple of the guys who were wrapping the hot dogs. You know, it was operator error on a couple games where the hot dogs weren't quite uh, getting. There, there's a video clip, John. I don't know if you saw it, but it was on Twitter, and it's like the the hot dog just barely makes it out of the hot dog right. launcher itself and just drops right there, you know, by the driver. And uh, you know, heads rolled, John. The fanatic, sure. you know, he he expects perfection. He has certain standards. Exactly right. Yeah. Uh, as the, is the fanatic today, uh, Dave Matthews, saxophonist, <laughs> who's waiting for me out in the parking lot. He's yeah, been waiting yeah. for me for a while. He got here a little <laughs> early. Uh, but he's doing the national anthem on the saxophone. Is the fanatic excited for that? Love that. You know, fanatic goes back a ways. He remembers Grover Washington Jr. at the Sixers games playing the sax and doing the uh, national anthem that way. Fanatic loves a, a variation uh, like that, so uh, and he's a big Dave Matthews fan too, so it'll be great. Well, I, last night uh, we had a game on Sunday, and uh, there's a it's called the Innings Festival, and it's put on by a bunch of baseball players, Jake Peavy and Bronson Arroyo, and uh, a bunch of the guys. Where is that exactly? It's, it was at Raymond James Stadium where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play, wow. and in the parking lot, which is basically a big grass field and some concrete, and they set up two big stages, and it was a two day festival, and I know Third Eye Blind. Uh, played the uh, day before, along with some other bands, and then last night, I you know we I we had the game, and then I did a post game radio show uh, on WBCB. Chris Wheeler was my co-host, and then right after that, uh, I scrambled out there. I met Todd Callis, Harry Callis's son, former Phillies announcer, uh, current uh, Houston Astros broadcaster, and his wife. He still has a place out here, so he came out here more on a. I guess he had a couple days off away from Houston. Um, and he, uh, we all went to the show, and it was mm. Dave Matthews Band was the headliner. Avid Brothers, who we've had at the ballpark uh, many times, love those guys. Bob Crawford, uh, good buddy of mine, the, the bassist. And then um, Marcus Mumford from Mumford & Sons. Yeah. And then a band from the New Orleans called The Revivalists. Uh, who are great. So Yeah, was, they're one of your favorite bands. It was just uh, it was you perfect. You were loving life. I was loving life. So now again, uh, we've got Jeff Coffin from the Dave Matthews Band doing yeah. the National Anthem today. Well, and you have your lovely wife, Jill, is coming in with Charlotte, your daughter. Yeah, uh, So your bachelor life is coming to a halt. It's not a very <laughs> exciting bachelor life other than concert, right? Yeah, you've been getting around. Yep. I went to Flyers game, concert, so yes. Yeah, you're loving life. Well, John, uh, this is probably going to be our last broadcast uh, down here in spring training. Uh, we've said it before. If you ever get a chance to come down uh, to spring training, you got to do it. It's such a great area, Clearwater area. Uh, you go to baseball games, you go to the beach, you go to the restaurants. Uh, it's great. Now March Madness is happening, so you know even if you go, the sports bars, everybody's packed, and you know you got baseball and March Madness. It's just been uh, a great spring down here. The weather's been great. The team looks good, John. So. Um, 
Yeah, bring on the uh, opener. Home bring opener, it on. April sixth. Very excited. It's going to be a great year. I know our season ticket sales are up, and we've got some a cool surprise for opening day, which I'm not sure when this will air, but uh, maybe the surprise will already be done. But uh, it's going to be cool. This is going to be a great season. I'm looking forward to it. Unbelievable. We're going to capture what we did last year towards the tail end. We're going to we're going to have Just it keep the whole it going. Year. John, keep we're going to keep it going. I like it. I like it. All right. Thanks everybody for tuning in to Phillies Backstage, and we will see you next time on Phillies Backstage. Backstage.